Have you guys ever been on a long road trip? You're driving through the new little small town and you come across a diner right around lunchtime and it says best pizza, wings, and curry. All on the same sign. No other cars out front and you decide to go in and have a try. And then two hours later, you're back on the road in the middle of nowhere and you're having some spicy remorse. Well, I have, and that's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender help buyers, sellers, and real estate professionals to understand the ins and outs of real estate. Hello and welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show. I'm Tyler Kazare, Utah real estate agent. Jason Christiansen, mortgage lender. Eric West, Utah real estate agent. As you heard in the beginning, Eric was talking about his, his spicy remorse. His spicy remorse. Today we're going to be talking about transaction remorse in a real estate transaction. Mm-hmm. And let's start off with a little story, um, Eric, of your friend who experienced some some remorse on the buyer side when he purchased a home. Yes, yeah, so he experienced two different types of remorse. One was financial, uh, because he didn't necessarily go through a budget of where his mortgage payment was gonna be on how much he thought he could afford and, and how much play money was left over. The other one was he did not read all of his HOA rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't good. He's a boater. And he could not park his boat on his property if it's stuck over the top of his fence. It sounds ridiculous, Ouch. but that's HOA rules. Yeah, it's common. So, uh, so and he, he to, got reported. That's did, how he found out. What do you have to do with his boat then? Uh, he had to go pay to have it in a storage facility because it was a super nice wakeboarding boat and it wasn't just gonna go bye-bye. And I'm sure that helped his, uh, his expense rate. Oh yeah, one more, one more debt, <laughs> one more debt on it. So, and that's actually how he found out about his, well, not found out, came to uh, the surface of his financing remorse oh. of, he was already pretty strapped where it was because he didn't realize of how much it was going to take. Oh, do you want me to jump into that room? Yes, please. Yeah. All right, so I love it when someone comes to me with a budget, when they say, hey, this is how much we want to spend on a house. But usually I say, how much you want to spend on a house? And they're like, I don't know. So I don't know. Let's go over the way a loan officer will budget for you, because we will happily. We, yeah. we do it without you asking. This is, this is a good process. <laughs> kind of open the doors. Pull back the curtain a little bit. Right? Okay. So, in general, let's go with 50, a 50% back-end debt ratio. That means all of the money you spend that's spoken for, credit cards, auto payments, mortgage payment, say that's going to be half. So you, on this example, make $5,000 a month. This is before taxes. This is the number right, right. that we're going off of. And let me illustrate the problem. Okay. So. $5,000 a month, 5, Uncle Sam's gonna take 20%, that's the tax bracket we're in, right? 4,000. 1,000, boom, gone, right there, right? And let's say 10% goes to charitable organization or otherwise elected for use later on, such as retirement. Okay. Anyway, so that's another 500 bucks. That means you are down to? So that's like, that's 3,500. 3, <laughs> as illustrated here, 3,500 bucks. Now remember, right. half of that 5,000 I'm using for your debt, mortgage and credit cards. That means you've got $1,000 left. That's, that's all we have left, this is one? One. 
So if this is enough for your random expenditures to cover the dates, vacation, something that isn't a normal expense, great. If not, you got a problem. And I've <clears throat> I've done it more than once when a borrower said, I want as how much can I qualify for? Give me every penny I can. And I say, ah, here you go. But the other thing here, like, so you got one income, $5,000 a month. If I take and max that out because you got a spouse who's got income, sweet. Great. No worries. That's true. Because there's more money coming into the household. Right. You can max out a single income because there's more dollars coming into yeah, the Yeah. Maybe she's not on the loan because you got a bad credit score or uh, something, right? So, but it can work. But the yeah. thing is, is you got to know where you're comfortable with. So when something comes with a little bit of a pinch, yep. you know, another 200 bucks a month for a storage unit you weren't planning on, you're not just eating ramen. Yeah. Yeah. And let's actually put that in perspective because if you are, let's say that you bought the more expensive house, right? You had two options. One's going to cost you two, $300 a month more, and one's going to cost you two, $300 a month less. Let's say you go with the more expensive one. That means that you're, you're giving up that $300 um, a month fiscally immediately. So you're this not is a bad idea. Yeah, you're not going to be going to parties. You're not going to be um, picking up new clothes every month. You're not going to be going to Starbucks or buying the latest video cut games. All of those things get cut down, and and you choose to live on ramen. But you're going to have a nicer house to live in. Right? Well, and that's where I want to kind of point out is that's exactly what we're here to do is to lay that out in front of you, put all those pieces together, ask a ton of questions. Cause More like Jason questions said, than you've thought about asking. Yeah. Right? Most people don't come into you with a budget prepared. So we're mm -hmm. asking those questions. And as agents, we're even asking those too, because we're trying to show different homes to you, different price ranges, trying to understand what you really like and don't like. We're here to give you all of this information. So then you can make an educated dis decision. Right. With that, yeah. good info. I've I've talked about this quite a few times, helping people understand the anxiety around buying a house because it's a pretty big yeah. it's a pretty big decision. There's a yeah, lot of for anxiety. most people it's the only big purchase they'll ever make. Yeah. For us, we recently bought a house and it was like There's, we're all very versed in this. Yes. And it still got us. Yeah, it still gets anxiety. You just yeah. still get anxious about it. Is this gonna work? Is it gonna be on time? How are the numbers gonna look? Let's run those again. Let's run those again. Let's run those again. It's true. Yeah, I was a basket case by the by the end of the Thanks for running thing. those again too. Yeah, no, again? no problem. Yeah. I did it again and again and again. But anyway, if you so to reduce that anxiety, um, people feel anxiety because they either don't have control or they feel they don't have control and they don't understand it. Those are the two biggest reasons. Um, that they that they feel that anxiety, and so if we anything we can do to bring up their level of control, either through understanding the situation better or laying out the options, so that you understand what options you really have, that's going to reduce your anxiety. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a better life. You're going to live longer. Your your spouse is going to be happier with you if there's a spouse involved. Um, your like just everything is going to go a little better because right. you understand these. Well, things. and it's not always just about the money. So like. We hit it really quick, like more house, bigger house, less money. Yeah. But maybe that's what you need because I've also seen buyer's remorse that they got this for a great payment and they can easily afford it in their budget and they don't fit. Well, and they didn't oh, think that about that they were getting ready to have kids or just had one and then there's probably going to be two or three coming here in the next couple of years. Yeah. And what's going to happen you know, having that plan laid out. Now, if you knew that 
that's fine. We And that's what those questions we ask. Hey, how long do you think you'll stay in this home? Yeah. Are you planning on having more kids? Are you planning on moving a job? Are you good at where you're at and you might be promoted here in the next year or two? Yeah. Or is that a goal? You might want to buy closer you to keep this, this home area. As a rental. Yeah. yeah. You like are we going to stack more on this or are you going to flip it or So those are all those questions that we ask to try to get you to understand that big picture on yeah. how to do that and then let you make that decision because we're not going to make that decision for you. We'll definitely give you our opinions, which is yeah. why I like working with these guys is because we're not just yes men and just to open a door and sell it to you. We're going to help you make that educated decision which is why we can say most of our clients don't really have remorse. I'm not aware of any of our clients that have remorse. Yeah. <laughs> They're all good, except for me, because I was having that all that anxiety. Uh, but no, I'm not, I'm not, that's kind of tongue in cheek, but going through that stuff makes it a lot easier. And this happens on the other side of the transaction as well. Sellers also have a lot of anxiety. Where are they gonna go? Where do they wanna move to? A lot, in this seller's market, I see a lot of sellers saying, hey, I'm going to pick up and sell my house. And then they go, oh, crap, where am I going to buy? Yeah, I can, I can make a buttload of money if I sell right now. Yes. And <laughs> now what? Yeah. yeah. I've actually had a person get their house under contract before they realized they couldn't go anywhere else. That was sad. And that's, that's a rough situation yeah. to be in. And so the reason we ask all these questions is to kind of peer into the future a little bit. We don't have crystal balls, but we do have an idea of what is coming in the future and how it will affect you. And we're trying to open your eyes to that circumstance, yeah. to that situation. So what did we learn? Well, it's a, my key takeaway is that you need to understand more about your situation so that you can bring that anxiety level down and feel more freedom in that transaction. Yeah. It's super important to know what finances you can play with and what uh, flexible cash you want when the transaction's over. And remember that Real estate agents and loan officers, we ask a lot of questions, but there's questions to try to help you get that big picture so you guys can make that educated decision. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Tell us your remorse story in the comments below so that other people can learn from it. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. Make sure you mention the show. You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. Security Home Mortgage and MLS number is 178787. Jason Christiansen and MLS number is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazare. All rights reserved. Mortgage lender. Eric Wist, Utah real estate agent. <laughs> we got to do that again. Both Why? Of you two slurred. Mortgage slur. I'm just getting my game face. I forgot. Started recording too. Hello and welcome to another episode. <laughs> This is why we always have time to do it. Mm -hmm. I had a friend, not a hypothetical friend, a real friend. Um, <laughs> God yeah, now. Sure That's why I say the past yeah. tense. I know. Yeah, so. Then I forgot the rest of the numbers. So what did we learn today, guys? That's not allowed. You can't say that. Oh, shit.
I, I just get You just out did. There. Well, then who's supposed to say it? Jason? Me. Jason always says <sighs> it. I always say the intro. He okay. always says what we learn, and you always cough. Go <laughs> <laughs> what you never ever want to know when you know what you are. Oh. I'm still recording. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. Um, the end. Tell us about your story about remorse when you bought that pet lizard and didn't think it through. Tell us about your story of remorse in the comments below. We'll read through them and maybe feature them.